to another episode of the UFO Thinker podcast. My name is Frank and let's get cracking. So this episode I'm actually recording on the 25th of June so it's the big day and safe to say I am pretty excited about it as the rest of UFO Twitter will also be and um, I thought the report's not out yet so there's nothing that I can actually talk about with that report. Um, so this is this is not going to really be about the report as such. There's going to be another episode I'll probably record over the weekend to actually analyse the contents of the report. And once it's actually been out for a couple of days and I've had a chance to read through everything properly and depending on how much information there is, obviously that could take some time. And you don't want to have a knee-jerk reaction to something like that. So and with the need to have a think about it and and have a bit of a read on other people's thoughts and then I'll probably try and do a podcast um a couple of days after the report and um, that's providing it even comes out because we've you know nobody's really that sure whether or not it will we could just get an announcement today saying that the report is not coming out and in that case yeah we'll have to just wait and see won't we but this particular episode is is going to be delving into some more what ifs and speculation um, I'm in the process at the moment of doing some research for another um, episode which is going to be a case study and that that will come over the course of the next couple of weeks because as I've mentioned before it takes quite a lot of time to actually do the research for one of those episodes but what I'm really trying to do with the podcast is keep it to two separate things so the the thing that that I, I, I'm aware of is that there's speculation on the one hand which is assuming that UFOs do exist and maybe perhaps even sometimes when you're speculating going a little bit further to not only assume that they exist but to assume that they are extraterrestrial in, in origin to think about what the repercussions could be for humanity and I, I find that kind of thing absolutely fascinating but on the other hand um, the case studies and things like that are a bit more grounded in reality. So almost like putting a bit of a skeptic's hat on for a second and trying to play devil's advocate in a way and, and actually just really delve into what's the actual facts, the scientific side of it. And that's what I'm trying to keep separate when I'm thinking about these topics. And this one is going to be more in the realms of the what if and speculation. And any episode that I do that's along those lines will probably have something like that in the title and then the other episodes will have um, something along the lines of case study in the title and then probably like the third um, the third category of, of the podcast is going to be actually having a guest on to discuss and when I have a guest on that could consist of uh, some some speculation and some some factual based analysis and uh that's something i'm definitely planning on doing i'm in the process of figuring out the technology side of things i've actually uh, aside from the podcast obviously i do have have, have work and, and a job and so on and i've been off this week actually i've had a bit of a holiday so just coincidentally it co- coincided with the the task force report being released uh, today which is quite nice 
but yeah, I've I've had a bit of a week off, so now I'm actually kind of going to be back back into kind of work mode. I'm going to be uh, properly figuring out how to do this uh, recording, uh, a Zoom or a Skype conversation for upcoming podcasts to have guests on. So that'll be an interesting one. So look out for that coming soon. Anyway, it's enough waffling. Let's get into the actual meat uh, of of today's today's episode. So. As I said, it's a bit of a what-if speculation type episode today, and it's something that I've been thinking about a lot recently, and it, based on some, some comments I've been hearing from from people like, particularly Lou Elizondo, but I'm kind of hinted at by a few other people as well. And there was an interview recently with Lou where he said that the response to the public knowing what Lou knows would be somber. And that that's just so, so haunting. Just to quickly go into a bit of detail, just in case anybody isn't aware of that, Lou said in a podcast a few days ago that if the public were to know what he knows and to see what he has seen in the past about this topic, how would humanity react to it? And Lou's response was that it would be somber and it would lead to some reflection in the days that follow and that's just that's just kind of so haunting to me i'd never really considered that 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 could be the reaction for reasons that i'm going to be going into in the episode today but i suppose i've kind of just become slightly stuck in the the way of thinking that I, i consider that if this phenomenon is indeed real, which it certainly seems to be based on the the extremely compelling cases that have come out recently, such as the Nimitz, which I've covered in, in depth in a previous podcast. There's just so there's so much another phrase I heard recently is data density. And there is just so much data density on a top on, on a case like the, the Nimitz case, it's very difficult to pick holes in it. And you even find, I think, that skeptics are struggling a bit to actually be able to come up with you know arguments against it and i'm hoping that what this report may contain and other things that come out you know in the aftermath of the report is more data dense cases like that and as i say the more of those come out the more likely it is that the phenomenon itself is real and seems to be pointing towards extraterrestrial intelligence as I say, this is a what if and speculation episode, so I'm allowing myself to go down that train of thought and expand on it for a bit. And I suppose that the I was infected by the stigma of of ETs slash UFOs being some wise and all powerful intelligence. I've kind of got stuck in that way of, of looking at it really. But what if that's not the case? the same stigma causing the the topic to not be taken seriously by me you know even though it's something i've been fascinated by you know since being a kid there was a, a period of years where i kind of switched off from the topic and i think the stigma perhaps even got to me and got, gets to a lot of people and to the point where they won't even consider it and maybe that same stigma stigma is even more magnified when you're discussing whether or not the ets themselves would be evil as there's been so many horror movies, etc., where you know the the aliens are the bad guys and they're coming to invade, it almost seems that that's the most unlikely 
outcome of us running into some extraterrestrial intelligences. But is it? And I just want to add a quick little warning in for the rest of this episode as well. Some of the following details may be a little bit disturbing, so I don't know who listens to this podcast. I, I do see, strangely enough, that some people actually do listen, and we've got got a fair number of people who are listening to the episodes. And if there is anybody who just doesn't really want to delve into the more disturbing parts of, of, of the imagination and speculation on this topic, then this might not be the episode for you. I just wanted to put a warning in there because not everybody wants to go into the dark thoughts of, of what what could be and things like that and especially if there's any any young people listening that, that might not want to to dabble into that side of things then just thought I'd throw that little warning in there for you but um that being said what if the phenomena that we are witnessing is truly evil as we would de- de- define it i mean that sounds far-fetched, but is it really? I mean, if you look at nature, there are plenty of examples of what we would consider to be evil. In fact, I'd go so far as to say that it tends to be the rule rather than the exception in the wider picture of nature. I mean, the entire concept of evil is a human invention, and there is no evidence to say that the phenomena are kind and want the best for humanity, it may, I suppose that's arguable, but that, that's the way it strikes me. I mean, it may not be a scary movie villain type thing. You know, it could be more like when a snake in the jungle eats a baby animal. We would consider that to be horrible, evil. If you saw that happening in your own living room, you would be appalled and try to help the little creature that's being attacked. Or, you know, when I was a child, I used to have cats as pets. And when you see a cuddly little cat that you have as a pet catch a mouse and horribly wound the mouse and then play with it for hours on end, poking it and prodding it with claws. and I mean, cats do some horrible things to, to other animals. And that's almost something that we kind of train ourselves to, to forget about because we want to see this little cuddly little cat and it's a nice little friend for us in the household and things like that. But that is simply how cats operate. They take enjoyment. However that works psychologically, I don't know, but cats do. They they torture mice and birds and they do some horrible things and they don't just do it for food. It's not the way that we... The way that we compute whether or not something is good or bad as humans, cats and, and a lot of wider, you know, wider throughout the, the animal kingdom don't really look at it like that. Or, or maybe they do and they just embrace that. We, we, you know, I suppose that's all something that can be discussed. But even simply the way that, that predators brutally tear apart their prey whilst they're still alive. If you look at cheetahs and, you know, hyenas and, and any kind of predatory animal, they don't really have any, it's not sort of a quick incision to the neck and that, that ends the life of the animal in a hum, humane way. I mean, even the word humane, you know, suggests that we're really the only ones who do that, humans. You know, in the animal kingdom, it's it's really not like that. And as humans, I think we'd like to think that we're above that, that we somehow ascended and we really represent good and turn our backs on, on the type of behaviour, that the, the brutality of nature. And, but 
is that even really the case? I mean, powerful countries horribly brutalize innocent people. You know, if you look at what we do as a human race, it's people people trafficking still exists. Modern day slavery, the way that we rear animals in factory farming, or even on a, a much smaller scale, you know, bullying, cruelty to each other, cruelty to animals, you know? You know, growing up, I remember certain children would, would capture animals or insects and, you know, pull the legs off them. And, and horrible things, you know, humans are capable of some nasty behavior. And we are only a lifetime away, not to forget, you know, that we're a lifetime away from the worst ever period in human history where the true evil prevailed on, on this world that we live on, World War Two, the The Germans, obviously but also you know the chinese and, and japanese and the the things that went on across the world at the, in that period of human history were some of the worst things that that, that you could possibly imagine and I, I don't really want to get into the very specifics of, of some of that stuff but i would urge if, if anybody doesn't know what i'm talking about jump online do some research into what the chinese and the japanese did to each other Everybody knows what the Germans did to the to, to the Jews and and other um, groups that were persecuted by the Nazi regime. But some of the other things that went on around the world, I think, are completely glossed over, and and partly because the some of the countries involved have tried to bury that and forget that it ever happened. But you can find out about this stuff. The the Japanese, you know, used to capture and and experiment on. You know, again, depending on whose facts you believe, hundreds of thousands of, of Chinese civilians. And there was there were cases of that throughout the world. Um, it was it was justified by the fact that the world was at war and so on and so on. But there were really horrendous things that happened, even down to the UK firebombing innocent innocent women and children in their own homes in Hamburg and, and very other various other um cases where the uk actually essentially committed war crimes and, and and just attacked you know residential homes with people inside not military facilities but specifically targeted civilian populations and you know even down to the the the, the mass rapes perpetrated by the us and the russian soldiers at the end of the war these are all examples it's it's an uncomfortable thing to think, isn't it? It's it's not very nice. I mean, I don't even like really talking about that. Having looked into it in the past, it kind of brings back some memories of some horrible things that, that humans are capable of doing. But the reason I mention that is because these are all examples that, despite being a, an advanced race as we class ourselves as on this on this planet, we still have the capacity for great evil as a human race. And even despite having been so advanced during that point of in history in World War Two, we were more advanced than we'd ever been. We had these incredible machines and technologies, and we used those incredible machines and technologies to to commit some vile acts as a human race. And it's a very difficult thing to come to terms with, but I do believe that every human carries the capacity for that evil behavior what we class as evil consciously or subconsciously everybody has that capacity obviously ordinary people in the millions carried out 
evil acts during that period of human history and and are still doing in some parts of the world and I'd rather not go into too much more detail about these things because I don't want to ruin my mood for the rest of the day but um the the things that happened in concentration camps experimentation facilities during the world war um ordinary people were the staff at these camps and these facilities and they ordinary people had the capacity to be cajoled into it or whatever but ordinary people are the ones perpetrating these acts and if this is our best example of how a civilization behaves when it has power over others and has advanced technology and we as a civilization had that technology we had incredible machines we had flying machines we had weaponry and technology that was more advanced than we'd ever had and we used it to annihilate each other in the very recent past when you consider that maybe we should be worried perhaps if a civilization could rise up with a different set of values to us where they embrace what we now consider evil as normal that's that's a serious worry i mean just as we we can't perceive uv light infrared light etc and we talk about extraterrestrials existing in possibly in those spectrums and what if they exist and operate in a completely different moral spectrum i mean we we think of everything in in our terms like oh you know there's a good guy and there's a bad guy and things like that and that's a set of, of moral rules that we have as a human race what if the the extraterrestrial technology um sorry extraterrestrial civilizations don't operate within those kind of frameworks that we think of it's it's perfectly um, possible that that could be the case like i said if you look at the rest of the animal kingdom the rest of the natural world none of that operates in the same moral spectrum as what we do very unusual that we are the only ones who, who don't really look at things that way i mean you've got cats as i said very good example really playful happy cute little creatures and then they completely terrorize and torture you know less capable creatures than themselves it seems to be the norm and if if it's the norm on our planet that we're the only species who have a sense of good and bad and what's right and wrong etc who's to say that an advanced civilization would follow the rules that we did could be not the case and I do think that, I do, I do hope for all of our sakes that this is not the case. But what if it is? I mean, this could, this could be the somber reality that Lou and others are talking about. Maybe we are created by an extraterrestrial race by splicing their genetics into a primitive species of apes on this planet, as many people have, have theorised and discussed. And if that is the case... And the God spoke of it in, in you know in these these origin tales made us in in God's image, then maybe we should be worried about that as our activities as a human race are actually very far from the good that we like to think that that we are. If you look at the last hundred years, everything I just spoke about earlier on has took place in very recent history, less than a lifetime's worth of history. Or, you know, just over a, you know, a lifetime or so ago, isn't it? It's not very long ago. And it's possible that we have inherited the 
evil traits or the possible possibility of evil from our maker and and if so that's a huge cause for concern i mean if you if, think of it from a religious perspective the concept is that we were made in in god's image so we were basically made from you know the in the image of, of our, our creator now whether you think of that religiously that we were made in the image of our our actual god who, who came down or whether you think of it from the ancient aliens aspect where the gods came to earth and manipulated chimp dna to to eventually become what we are or even if you, if you think of it as as we there was none of that and we just evolved on this rock and, and we are where we are today i suppose that's a slightly different conversation but if you're thinking it thinking of it from the point of view of a creator and we were created in the image of our creator that means that the creators also have those possibilities for evil and also have those those traits that we have so maybe they're not all all good and all wonderful and they're going to come down and bestow this knowledge and technology upon us maybe they're just as bad as us but they're just further down the line we have used there's a pattern in humanity's history where we find new technology and one of the first things we do with that new technology it doesn't it doesn't get rid of our our built-in weaknesses the new technology and the new progress that we make in some ways makes it worse because we figure out all the horrible things we could do with this technology and then we do it and then we learn the lesson from that after it's already happened you know it's not to say that the more advanced our technology gets the more we aim for good good deeds to be done and the more we veer away from evil actually a lot of the times that's not the case and could that be the case with with an extremely advanced race i mean like my point with this little segment is if we're based in their image if we're created in their image that means they also have those similar traits and and that's something that we should probably be worried about if we're trying to actively trying to contact these these intelligences these others if you like and similarly the concept of humans being created as a sort of petri dish experiment could even be a concern the you know the idea that some race of intelligences came down to this, this planet from wherever the home planet was and, and started off like a genetic experiment and created humans etc and then uh, monitoring us to see how things progress and whatnot if these intelligences that created the experiment are observing the results they may just be watching impartially to see what unfolds and if this is the case, then it's possible that they preloaded our genetics with the potential for various things. They could be watching to see whether good or evil prevails. They could have literally created us with the potential for both. And then the interest factor for them is to see which actually succeeds in the end. And another possibility is the the others may have no concepts of this good or evil as as we as we find in nature like i was discussing earlier and they may simply observe something like this and world war Two, for example they may observe that just the same way we might observe a battle between two ants nests if you saw two ants nests red ants and brown ants battling it out in your garden you'd find that absolutely fascinating but 
due to the separation caused by our intelligence being so much more advanced than the ants, we would see no reason to intervene on moral grounds. We would simply find it amazing. We may even film it and post pictures of the ants destroying each other and share it with our friends. It, you know, it's very possible that if a civilization is way more advanced than our own, that's that's the interest that could be the interest factor for them to actually be here observing us. And there's also the even probably even more sinister concepts of the others actually actively interfering for their own entertainment. I mean, it seems far fetched that that the others would would do that, but is it really? I mean, the going back to the ants' nest thing, you know, there's there's a possibility that you that certain people may actually instigate a battle between two ants' nests just to see what happens. I mean that that doesn't seem far fetched. I mean I probably did that when I was a kid. I remember when I was a kid, I used to collect insects and put them in a little jar with a magnifying glass and watch them. And sometimes I would actually, on purpose, I would catch a beetle and catch some spiders and then put them in a thing and just see what happens. And in, invariably, the, the beetle would eat the spider, and then you know that'd be the end of that. I'd probably go and find another spider. I'm talking when I was a kid. You know, it's a bit it's a bit grim thing to do if you're an adult, but when you're a kid, you're curious about things like that. Maybe that same curiosity would be shown by the the others when they're watching the earth and and they may well instigate some kind of conflict between one side or another side and there could be such a separation there caused by the the massive gap in our intelligence compared to their intelligence that they do see us that same way it sounds cruel it sounds horrible to us that but maybe they're so advanced that to them it, it, there is no moral conversation to be had just in the same way that a child might you know get some insects to battle it out in a little jar that's the way that they might see us i think i think luckily luckily though just to kind of to conclude and, and and come back around on this a little bit all of the things that i've just mentioned i think are fairly unlikely for the following reasons one of those is that as humans advanced I think we do tend to gradually get more what you would call good and less evil. And if you look at human history from the last, say, thousand years, there's no question that we are less brutal now than we were a thousand years ago on the whole. Most, most societies around the world, as they become more advanced, they also tend to progress in terms of individual rights and the right to be different and the right of self-expression and, and all these types of things so that would suggest a pattern that as civilizations advance as humans certainly us as we advance the more advanced we get there are massive problems that get thrown up by advances in technology and there are times like i discussed where we use our capabilities and our advanced nature of technology etc to actually destroy each other but i think on the whole if you look at the curve of the graph we do find that as as societies advance more in technology and in consciousness we do tend to see that things get better for a lot more people and also i think uh, one thing to, but the problem with that though is that that's based on 
the way that we look at things and the different society, a, a different civilization somewhere out there in the universe might not have this concept of good or evil that we do. They might have evolved in a completely different way that things that we think of as evil are actually things that are desirable to them. And this this is what I mean by the, there is so much possibility of all of these different civilizations evolving that we have no idea. All of this is just complete speculation. But there could be a lot of different situations out there. There could be a lot of what we would consider to be evil civilizations and there could also be a lot of good and there could be some kind of huge conflict going on over the millions of years between the two who knows but i think if there is some kind of galactic alliance of civilizations out there the chances of them all being what we would consider evil is pretty slim so you would think that there was probably some civilizations out there that would we would consider to be evil and there was there would be some that we would consider to be good and i suppose we've just got to hope that if any of this actually does turn out to be extraterrestrials and and so on i suppose we've just got to hope that there's more good ones out there than there is bad ones for our own sake so i mean what can we take away from from all of this there's a lot we can learn from contemplating our place in the the potential you know universe and the potential potential um, galactic alliances and so on of, of civilizations that could be out there where do we sit in all of these vast number of civilizations that could be out there where do we theoretically sit amongst them and where is our place in the universe when we're not the top dog anymore as we are currently we think of ourselves as, as the big dog of the world you know nobody can touch us we've got better technology than everything and everyone and blah blah blah. what if that's not the case how would an extraterrestrial race actually perceive us like whether they're more advanced than us or less advanced than us or you know there's the flip side of this where the whole thing is that an, an extraterrestrial race could be entirely good and could be absolutely horrified about how we do things. I mean, I've been talking about what if these extraterrestrial civilizations are truly evil the way that we think of it. What if they're not at all evil, not even the tiniest bit of evil? They, they don't have the concept of those things and they just literally see the way that we carry on and can't compute how horrible we are bearing in mind that that could mean that they actually see us then as something that needs to be eradicated because we're so horrible compared to them that's another outcome that's another possible outcome that that lou elizondo could be referring to when he says that that you know the reaction would be somber perhaps we realize how bad we are and that's why there's a period of reflection and a period of, of sad thoughtfulness it's a possibility it's kind of a possibility that i prefer personally if that's the case then it leads us on a path of self self-improvement and to realize how potentially good we could be compared to the others but when you think of humans in relation to other intelligent races it causes us to examine ourselves and to try and improve especially if they're better than we are at being good and staying good i mean 
since 500 years ago, we have undoubtedly tried to make things fairer and better, or at least a percentage of people have. I mean, maybe we should stop comparing to how bad we have been and actually aim to compare ourselves to the possibilities of what could be. Whether the extraterrestrial civilizations that are theoretically out there are good or evil, as we as we define it, we should think about how we would want to be perceived by the races discovering us. And rather than thinking of, oh, we've come so far since 500 years ago when we used to burn people alive that we didn't like, maybe we should think, compare ourselves to how theoretically good we could be in another 500 years, or how theoretically good an alien race could be that would really put us to shame and that that's something that you as a humans we could we could do and furthermore to expand on that even further let's imagine being an arrival from another intelligence aside from all the horrible things i've already mentioned about that humans have done and are doing let's think about all the amazing things that we do I mean, think about a few examples here that I've thought of. Think about music. As a species, we have this thing where some humans have figured out ways to harness and create sound waves and frequencies, place them into certain patterns, and then we congregate in groups and experience these patterns of sound waves being blasted at us. I mean, that is a unique and wonderful aspect of humanity, isn't it? If you just, we, we all take for granted that we can put music on and, you know, that's it and we enjoy it. But that's a really amazing thing. You know, there, there is nothing that could be seen as, as what we define as evil within that. It, it's just literally manipulating our environment to be able to create sound waves that, that other human beings enjoy. I mean, that's got to be one of the purest and most wonderful things that we do as a human race. And obviously that's just music, but there's also art, you know, like artists who paint or draw or sculptors or, you know, these, these things that human beings are capable of creating. It has to be one of the most, if you just look at it from the point of view of an, an, an alien race coming down to witness what we do as a species, I think they would be quite intrigued by that. And it's something we should be proud of. You know, it's, I almost feel like we live in a society where people don't value these things as much as they should because it's a really amazing thing that we do as humans. Obviously, the, the, the standard one is love. You know, human beings are capable of love between two humans and the bond between a parent and a child and the bond between two two friends and the you know going even further than that the, the selflessness of one human being doing a, a kind act for somebody else for no benefit to themselves now i suppose this opens up a whole wider topic of technically you do get a feeling of reward from doing something to help somebody so that in itself is um something that you benefit from even if it doesn't appear that way but you could consider selfishness to be evil and selflessness to be one of the most beautiful acts that we're capable of as a human race, an act purely of love. 
And if, if we consider how an arrival from an extraterrestrial civilization would weigh up these amazing good things against the bad, evil things that we do, it gives us a better understanding of ourselves to put for, you know just from putting ourselves in that position of if you just landed here and you had no idea about anything that went on in this planet, how would you weigh us up? How would you put us on a scale? And and if you know if anybody's listening to this and, and you've got some thoughts on that or anything that I've discussed by the way, feel free to get in touch. I'd love to to hear it. I've had a few people messaging about previous episodes of the podcast, and um, it's really nice to hear from people, man. I mean, I'm sat in a room here with a microphone, so it doesn't feel like I'm talking to anybody apart from the corner of the room over there. But when I hear people actually getting in touch and I see that people are listening, it's it's uh, it's great to hear from you. So do feel free to get in contact and let me know your thoughts. I'm on uh, Twitter. That's probably the easiest way to get in touch. So um, on Twitter at UFO Thinker, and um, you can yeah yeah get in touch with me there. But if we if we consider from that point of view, it it gives you a different way of looking at things. I mean, if you think about Christianity or a lot of major religions, that's a key element really. Jesus coming down to earth. Now, you could argue, as I've heard people saying in the past, that Jesus actually was an extraterrestrial being. But let's just think of it from the point of view that even if it is... I mean, it could be it could be figurative. So, like, Jesus actually was a human and did exist and just had a different outlook and was able to look at things without being kind of sucked into the stigmas and the way that we were brought up as a society to see things and could just look at it completely black and white. And it's still fascinating to me that all of the main religions actually look at something from, they have a certain character who can look at things impartially like that, almost as if it was somebody who just came down and they did they define it as the, you know the son of god or a messenger or a prophet or somebody who was able to see things clearly without being tied into those societies kind of you know stigmas and and ways that people end up going down rabbit holes and things like that and it's fascinating to me that all of these major religions tend to have um somebody like that and perhaps somebody with a more in-depth understanding of of the universe in some ways and and many of the teachings involve these outsiders these these people who hold up a mirror to our own behaviors whether you believe jesus was a real historical figure and the same with with other historical figures um or not humans with an outsider's perspective have got a lot better a lot better opportunity to be able to look at ourselves and decide what we like and what we don't like. And it could be that Jesus literally was the son of God, you know, the creator of all things, if, if you believe that. And it's certainly not my intention to offend anybody's beliefs or anything here. So please don't think that I'm, uh, I'm trying to critique anything to do with any religion or anybody's way of looking at things. But the religion could literally be, you know, word for word, like the creator actually created this one particular individual or as, as you know, a messenger from God. Or it could be that the, the gods is actually represents extraterrestrials who have either accidentally or 
you know, or otherwise sent one of their own to to the planet. And obviously, it could also be that the the stories told in in the Bible and other religions are are, are actually figurative metaphorical stories so that there was literally was not a particular individual but they're just creating a character to allow us to be able to look at the world from the outsider's perspective of somebody who is literally the son of son of god not the son of a human but the son of somebody else whether it's god whether it's extraterrestrials and if you then put yourself in that person's shoes you can then experience our reality from that outsider's point of view and allow us to actually hold up the mirror to ourselves better and i think we can learn a lot from looking at ourselves in that way it allows us to sever the ties to the stigmas and learned behaviors and and reactions to things that we've learned over the years and allows us to look at ourselves individually or as a whole as a human race much more impartially and whatever these UFOs are, whether it's wherever they come from, if we all look at ourselves a little bit more from an outsider's perspective, I think the world really can be a better place. And if we look at recent history and the present, are we proud of ourselves? You know, could we be more proud? And, and I think I'll leave this by saying, let's try and be more proud of ourselves. Let's try and be more proud of ourselves as a human race. You know whether there, whether or not there is any anybody out there visiting us, these extraterrestrials. You know whether or not that's the case. Let's try and just be proud of ourselves as a human race, because if other people come here, if other civilizations, if other extraterrestrials do come here, I would want them to look at us and think, yeah, they're not a bad bunch. So that's all we've got time for today. So um, we'll uh, be another episode coming very soon very much looking forward to reading this uap task force report if and when it gets released hopefully today and um if you've enjoyed uh, the podcast like i say feel free to get in touch with me I'm on twitter at ufo thinker so give me a shout there and um until next time make sure you keep looking at the evidence make sure you keep looking at the skies UFO Thinker podcast. Podcast.